Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to episode 94 of the Caesus Show. It's your boy, Sir Caesus, and yes, I have a Lakers jersey on. I know I've been Team Kawhi, Clippers, all that good stuff, but I got to show love to the Los Angeles Lakers, LeBron James, AD, just the whole franchise, and everything that's been going on. So I'm very, very excited to get into today's hottest topics. But before I get into today's hottest topics, obviously, like always, I have to rehash and recap with you guys the previous episode, which was episode 93. Now, it's been a while since we released an episode, but in the previous episode, we essentially talked about a couple of things. You know, the firing of Coach Doc Rivers, RIP, Delonte West getting back on track, and, you know, essentially our finals predictions. Um, So I said, you know, Lakers in five, and Trey said, uh, Lakers and six, and Trey was right. So um, I know he's gonna. I know he's gonna probably bring that up as well too. So um, continue to listen, continue to share, subscribe, do what you gotta do because this is a great podcast. And like I said, I'm excited to get into today's hottest topic. So without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, make some noise for my boy, my co-host, that boy, Trey Fayez, aka Trey Date XXIV. What it do, baby? What's up, everybody? You already know it's your boy Trey Fires. One take, Trey. You already know Trey Day all day. You know the very influential, the uh, the boy himself, the co-host. Uh, what's up, Sir Caesar? Um, and, and just right off the back, man, let's go ahead and get into it. You are wearing a Lakers jersey. Yeah. Take it off. Take it off. Nah, take man. I off. can't. I can't. I can't wear no Dame Dallas. I can't wear no Kawhi jersey out here for they they jump me out in these streets, man. I saw some videos today where someone said, <laughs> you I, so are I think not. someone literally said like F LeBron or something like that, and they started beating his ass. I was like, nah, I can't do that. So you know, I'm a Lakers, I'm a Lakers fan for uh, the time being, I guess. Um, <laughs> the high mindset. Oh my gosh, that's hilarious. I, you know, it's not hilarious because it's violence. But yo, I wasn't even thinking about that. You really just trying to save your life by doing that? That's crazy. Bro, I live three miles from the Staples Center. Like, that's crazy. If you, I you want to, I can jog. get there in like I can get there in like 10, 15 minutes. If I if I walk though, that should take like it's oh, you gotta take the highway, so probably like oh, oh got you, like forty five minutes to an hour, maybe not too bad. Wow. But like literally, right when the Lakers had won, there was a group of people in Lakers gear just running down the street, which is pretty <laughs> dope to watch. I was like, yo, what's going on? Is it like is there a fight or some uh, some shit? Like, what's going on? Uh, opened up my screen door, looked over the balcony, and they were just wilding. So it, it was fun to see because they haven't got a championship since Kobe in, in 2010. So it, You're it was nice to market. see, man. Yeah. You're and, yeah, yeah, the, the land of opportunity, right? Tell LeBron sorry. Tell LeBron. Sorry, LeBron. <laughs> <laughs> but, man, let's, uh, let's, let's get straight into uh, everything, man. Finals, finals recap, man. Lakers. First heat. I mean, if you told me going into the bubble or even before the season started, but more so going into the bubble that the Lakers would be playing the Heat, I'd have been like, no way. I mean, the Heat was kind of the Heat were kind of a dark horse, but I didn't really expect them to be this on fire um, as well, too. So it just shows you, um, you know, where their mindset was at, what they did before they got into the bubble, and just the overall togetherness that they had, the cohesion that they had. So. I really appreciate that, but it's kind of wild, man. Um, I was telling, you know, the audience before I invited you into the call, um, mm-hmm. I had Lakers in five and you had Lakers in six. 
Damn, Ooh. this may be the first time you was right, bro. <laughs> Stop it. I'll be writing a lot of stuff. I just don't think I go back to my take. I think you suppress, you suppress my takes. And you, just, you know, you don't, you don't remind me of my, my good takes. I, I think I'd be having some really good takes. I'm going to try to keep a tally, and then we'll see. We got to do like a first to ten or something like that in the winter. Over the years. Yeah, over the yeah. years, man. Over the years, man. But I would have yeah. to say – after the Lakers went up 2-0, I really thought that the series was pretty much done. I mean, I think that's when I think we – maybe it was after that game or maybe after, like, game three or four, that's when we started to do the IG Lives, which were pretty successful. But after those first two games, bro, I thought it was over. Um, yeah. And then I guess Jimmy had a talk with Coach Spo and his, and his team, and um, he ended up going stupid in game three, 40 points, 13 rebounds, 11 assists. Obviously, the lost game – Four and then game five, they came back. Um, yep. They forced a game six. That's when he played 47 minutes. Different. He had 35, 11, 12 with five steals. Like, I don't know what more you could do. And you, you can kind of see going into game six, like, he literally, game five is when he had his sensu bean. Game six, he had no more sensu beans. Like you can, see, you can, you can tell like it was, it was just over from then, from then and then. Just the way they started off that game, they just, they looked like, well, first and foremost, you got to give credit, credit to the Lakers defense in game six. Oh yeah. They, they, they strapped. Like I know they could strap, but they strapped. And, and one thing going into the bubble, you know, with, with no Avery Bradley and, and Rondo coming back late, I was like, all right, well, the Lakers have bigs, but I don't really think that their perimeter defense, as far as like slowing down guards, can really help. Yeah. KCP and Danny Green and Rajon Rondo, even LeBron James, they did a hell of a job. Shout out to KCP, guards, man. Bro. He came, shout he played for that ring, bro. He played shout for that out ring, to KCP. And, and that's another thing, too. Like in this series, he played pretty consistent, but I didn't think he was going to play like this. That's why I was like, all right, like, with the Lakers, you kind of know what you're going to get out of AD. You know what you're going to get out of LeBron. You know what you're going to get out of Ronda. Who's going to be that wild card? Is it going to be Kuzma? Is it going to be Danny Green giving his finals track record? Like, Dwight, who is it going to be? And it ended up being KCP. Um, yeah. So, even from game one, you know, when, they, when the heat went up crazy, KCP literally brought them back in, and that's when they went on that run. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, but this was a great finals, man. Um, credit to Jimmy Butler. Um, I kind of wish he – well, with Jimmy, he's kind of like a LeBron in a sense. And when I say that, I say he's the type where he wants to get everyone involved. He get he makes everyone better. He's obviously proven um, he's a great leader. You know, he had a bad track record back when, you know, the Bulls wanted to uh, basically restart. And then when he went over to Minnesota, he got a bad rap. Um, and it kind of cleared up a little bit when he went to the Philadelphia 76ers. And we kind of shown – he kind of showed us, you know, what he can do. But – yeah. Um, with him, he likes to get his teammates involved. And obviously, when it's fourth quarter, it's kind of like that damn time is Jimmy Buckets' time, right? Uh-huh. Um, but uh-huh. sometimes I think he relied too much on his teammates to get going, which you need to do. But I felt like he could have been more aggressive um, throughout the series. Like I said, I mean, he still averaged 26 points, um, 10, 10 rebounds, and eight assists, shot 55% from the field. But um, it's kind of crazy. We're like, yo, you you need to do more. You need to do more. But I feel like oh, yeah. I kind of wish he had that switch where, yo, this is what I have to do in order to win. But I, I kind of just felt like 
he kind of was just gassed out at that point in time. And, um, you know, it is what it is, but he did well. Um, AD did well for his first ever playoff, deep playoff run and, and yet alone finals run. Um, you know, I had 25, 11 and three. And then obviously all hail King James, all yeah, hail yeah, King yeah. James, all hail King James average basically 30 points, 12 rebounds, eight assists, 59% from the field and 42% from three. Can I get it? Amen. Hey man, what what checks say? Twenty seven, seven, seven. Watch King. Twenty seven, my bro. Watch King, watch King. Shout out checks. And, and and the thing is, like like I said, going into it, I was like, yo, this this might be a wash because like, although the Heat, you know, have been pretty much battle tested, they swept the Pacers, they took down the, the reigning MVP slash Finals, I mean, uh, Defensive Player of the Year, and then uh, Juggernaut in in Boston, they took them all down in under six games. So. I thought going into it, it was just going to be a mad matchup. So um, I think for people who said, oh, this is going to be a cakewalk for LeBron and AD and the Lakers franchise going into the finals, I kind of think the Heat proved them wrong. And I think mm-hmm. you can actually say the Heat played them the best out of every single team because they beat Portland in five, they beat Houston in five, they beat the Nuggets in five, and he, the Heat actually pushed them to six. The Heat actually forced them to change up their whole game plan. Um, yep. Credit to Coach Vogel as well, too. A lot of people would have stayed have in the West. This thing where it's like, all right, since LeBron's on your, since LeBron is the cornerstone of your franchise, you kind of don't really matter. But he's a defensive uh, juggernaut, defensive genius. He made those switches when it was necessary, and it was crazy because like when he had put. Caruso in the game for game six to start and replace Dwight. I was like, yo, like, I know Caruso plays pretty solid perimeter defense, but I thought that with with the limitations of Dwight's minutes and his inability to guard um, on the perimeter, I thought mm-hmm. that a player like a Bam and a player like a Kelly Olenek would uh, play better in the paint when AD's not in the game. Um, and, you know, Jimmy will have more freed up space as well, too, to get there, but Obviously, that didn't work. That didn't work at all as well, too. So um, yeah. it's just crazy how how things unfold, man. What 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 were your takeaways from the finals, man? Um, one just two really good uh two really good teams. Uh, the dominance of AD, even though we hadn't, <coughs> excuse me, even though we hadn't uh, seen him at that stage, is just it seemed like he was built for it. And I'm and I mean, I won't take away from his greatness because he's playing alongside of uh you know LeBron James or anything like that, but. He was really, really built for it, man. Like, it's hard to contain him. Uh, I couldn't imagine too many players that were going to, you know, compete with him, you know, from a outside-in, inside-out standpoint. You know, he looks like a big guard a lot of ways. Um, his, his post moves are somewhat unorthodox at times. There's little turnarounds or whatever like that. But those things work for him because he's just a, like a once-in-a-lifetime player. And I don't see a player that's – contending with him on all phases of the game. You know, if there's a mismatch, it it it's somewhere somehow. Um we another thing we have to put some respect on Jimmy Butler's name. Like like now, now like give him his flowers, you know what I'm saying? So like all that analytical stuff, all that, you know, where where's Jimmy Butler raking here or not even he wasn't even in like the top, you know, ten or whatever rankings of players. We weren't talking about that. We were talking about the media and how he's portrayed and stuff like that. You have to 
and, and a lot of times grit is not put into a category. You know, that's not a stat sheet. The grit, the determination, you know damn well there's people that you walk into on a basketball court that, yes, this kid can shoot lights out or, he, you know, he might be able to give a million assists. But you know the people that you want on your team that are just going to make you better, going to make the people around you better, that you just enjoy playing with because they're going to ride for you, whether it be pickup basketball, college basketball, NBA basketball. Um, it's, a, it's a select few that that do that and, you know, kind of just aren't selfish. And we saw two people that do it at the, at the highest level, you know, LeBron James and we saw Jimmy Butler, as well as the supporting cast, you, the cast members that came around. Again, we talked about KCP, um, the insertion of Caruso. I think uh, Frank Vogel with, with players that were a little bit more seasoned maybe had a had, had a very interesting, you know, time switching it out. And you have LeBron James that, you know, can always be referenced as, oh, the coach on the floor, you don't have to do anything. But Vogel, for the most part, coached that team. LeBron played with, with that, and they, and they were of one mind, but at the same time, two entities. Uh, and then you have to give it up to um, Eric Spolster, who is a, you know, almost – you, you, you could argue be a Hall of Fame coach already, you know, argue Hall of Fame coach already. Um, the younger talent, uh, the more eclectic talent, uh, you got Bam, you got Tyler Hero, you got Goran Dragic. That shout out to Goran Dragic. He came out and he freaking played on, on what he looked like he was in pain. He was kind of limping around. He had that brace on and, you know, he gave it all for his team. It, even if it was a losing effort, that dude really came out and, and did his freaking thing. So shout out to him as well as, you know, all the way to, like, the old vets, uh, Udonis Haslam that didn't play but was a presence, was pretty much a coach uh, to, to Andre Iguodala and all the way down the line, man. You saw two really good teams um, in an NBA that <laughs> I saw, too. It was like when you realized the NBA played for five or four months, had zero uh, COVID, a positive COVID test, and you realized that the NBA should be running the country <laughs> and not the actual <laughs> leaders. So so all, all within um, – you know, the parameters. I know we talked about it when it came to social justice and stuff like that, but uh, for all intents and purposes, uh, a very successful outing, a very, a very dope experience for the viewers and the players, you know. Uh, it was kind of weird. I, I, I'm sure it was weird for them being away from home for so long, you know, with, with everything, but what more could you ask from the NBA? What more could you ask from the players, you know, they did what they had to do. They have their platform. Hopefully some of them have their money in their pockets. And, you know, the fight continues off the court. And and on the court, we had a we had a successful outing to hopefully in these COVID times that in the nation, we decide that we don't like just living with it anymore. We decide we want to nip it in the butt eventually coming down the stretch of the year. And we can live, you know, in a post-COVID time that looks and resembles a little bit, you know, what it, what it did look like before that. And we can – continue with basketball we continue the, the human connectivity and we can continue with life in general but I think from an overall standpoint you talk about the finals you talk about the bubbles you talk about the NBA damn they pulled that off they really did yeah for sure <clears throat> and that's what I kind of wanted to get into next like what we learned about the whole bubble experiment slash playoffs in general one like you said for them to be over 6,000 plus people in and out the bubble, essentially, and them to have zero COVID tests, that <laughs> just tells you that the NBA is just light years ahead of 
every other major sport, even including soccer as yeah. well, too. And they plan that shit out very well. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. As long as you put that time, energy, and effort in, you can find ways to be successful. So credit to them. Um, also credit to the players putting their differences aside and, you know, using the bubble not only to compete, but using it. But just to put, to put uh, your pride aside and ride for me. I guess yeah, it was so, in time. Sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> so credit, credit to the um, – where was I at? Credit to the players. Um, players yes, I'm sorry. For utilizing their uh, platform to spread awareness for the social justice and encouraging people to vote as well, too. Um, and even when they boycotted for that one or two days as well, too, they kind of showed mm-hmm. you how much power that they have and how they can hurt the pockets of owners and, and these yep. major TV deals and whatnot as well, too. Another thing we learned is the Nuggets are going to be looking promising, right? They yep. they got everything that they need. They had the confidence. They went up against the best. They 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 passed the test. So I think we should respect them as well. Um, the Heat should be respected, like you said, as well, too. I have no doubt in my mind that they're going to be favorites um, next year as well. Um, we also learned that small ball doesn't work with the Houston Rockets. <laughs> all in. Daryl Morey went all in. Mike D'Antoni all in went all in. What did Kobe say? What did Kobe say? This, that's never going to get you a championship. <laughs> never going to get you a championship. Another thing is one star can't win it all. We know that Fact. you need moving parts. And when I say that, I'm looking at a Giannis Antetokounmpo, right? He's, like I said, two-time MVP, defensive player of the year. Obviously, his duo is probably one of the weakest out of all the dynamic duos. No knock on Chris Middleton, but you just need that reliable number two option. And you need better depth around you as well, too. Another thing we learned is chemistry matters. You know, it may look pretty on the outside, but it's really truly about what matters on the inside. That chemistry matters. The Lakers had chemistry from going outside the bubble to going inside the bubble. Miami had chemistry going outside the bubble, going into the bubble. You can tell by just the energy that they had around each other off and on the court as well. And even, you know, with Miami, Jimmy Butler, during COVID, purchased, I'm pretty sure, all of his players, like, basketball hoops. He's like, yo, until we get access to the gym, I want y'all working on this joint, every working on your game every single day. That's a real dude right there, bro. That's a real dude, right? So so chemistry really, really matters, man. Um, and leaders lead, you know what I'm saying? And that's one of my knocks on Kawhi. You're such a great player, but I think the next evolution of your – uh, game to really grow to, for you to actually get back to that promised land and competing for championships in the finals is you just got to step out your comfort zone and you got to yeah. be a vocal leader. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You, you got to take that next leap because if you don't, you're going to come up short every single time. We saw what Jimmy Butler did this year. We saw what LeBron James did this year as well, too. Um, and like I already said, depth matters. Coaching matters as well, too. You got to be able to you know, put your pride aside and, and be willing to adjust on the fly. We saw what happened. Budenhoser wasn't able to do that. Um, you know, Doc Rivers wasn't able to do that as well. Mike D'Antoni wasn't able to do that as well, too. And last but not least, what we learned is LeBron is the GOAT of our generation as well, too. Um, so it's pretty, it, it's pretty that one, evident. LeBron James is the GOAT of our generation. And we need to put some goddamn respect on his name. As he well wants as his damn respect, too. <laughs> he wants his damn respect. And, and now I'm going into the next topic. LeBron just proved us all wrong, man. Um, and it's just Grand so door. amazing to see what he does. Like, we, we truly are taking 
his presence for granted. I feel like he won't be like we appreciate him now, but all the yeah. haters and whatnot, they won't really appreciate him until he leaves the NBA. You know, saying like, oh, yeah. if you'd have told me him going to LA, you know, he's gonna find a way to get AD or. You know, he before he got injured, they were a top three, four seed, and he messes up with growing his growing. So I'm like, damn, this is the first time he actually had a major injury. So I'm in my head, I'm like, yo, knock on wood, man. I hope it's not like Kobe, where boom, messes up his Achilles, boom, messes up his shoulder, boom, yes, messes up his knee, and he's just never really the same because all those all those years, all that mileage, all those Finals MVP, um, Finals appearances, all that really matters. So. I was a little nervous and I was thinking like, yo, I don't know if you can do this this year. And now you're in the West. Your biggest knock on you was, yo, you've been in the East. You've been breezing through the East, right? You finally get to the West. You don't make the playoffs. You get a top pick. You get AD. AD comes there. AD has had years of being the guy, putting up monster numbers. But there's always that There's always that part where you kind of have a clash and your, and your ego uh, kind of clashes with the other star as well, too. But LeBron said the best. They don't have any ego. And I was shocked yeah. because when you form a team kind of like that on the fly, you're really not expected to win that first year. I mean, very few teams have done it with the Boston Celtics with the big three back in, uh, what, 2007. And then uh -huh. you add KD with that uh -huh. juggernaut with the Warriors. It kind of worked out as well, too. But other than that, teams really don't work out that first year. So credit to them. And then again, he's 35 years old, right? Yeah. 17, like. The fact that he still looks like he's 25, 26 years old is just is just crazy, man. Um, when you say Kobe being a god of discipline, LeBron might be the other person who's another god of discipline as well, too. He truly inspires our generation, motivates our generation to literally plan. Luck favors the prepared. You got 24 hours in a day. You know what I'm saying? Why not use it to your advantage? If you plan out your day and attack it like and you, you just attack it with purpose then the results will show he's proven that so um credits to him man uh he he, he just he just did well and then he also you know in the bubble the lakers weren't looking the best the role players weren't yeah. looking the best the role players were knocking down shots he even you know commented after the game to say yo i'm not used to this like i'm so used to being around my family i'm i'm an extrovert i thrive with energy so it's, it's very different not playing in front of fans so um I just I just want to pay homage to LeBron James as well too, and that and that kind of brings me to our next topic. And I know I said on IG Live, and I know I said on past uh, you know episodes where I think we should have this shift where we don't necessarily we don't necessarily rate who the goat is because it's really hard when there's different eras involved. There's there's so many nuances of the game, right? So. It's kind of hard to debate that, but like what Tristan Thompson said, even in um, an episode on, I think, Speak for Yourself and uh, Colin Cowherd, he was like, yo, it's just inevitable, right? Like you always have to compare one great to another great. So going over to you, you know what I'm saying? Like I, like I said, I'm not going to be the one to, you know, say who's a GOAT and who's not, but even if we do argue who the GOAT is, LeBron James – is making a strong case for being back into that GOAT conversation as well, too. I'm talking about a guy, like I said, year 17, 35 years old, should have been MVP this year, to be honest with you. But for his career to 
averaged 27, 7 and 7, shooting 49% from the field, be a 16 time All Star, be a rookie of the year, win with three different franchises, yet alone, not with just three separate franchises, because a couple of people have done that before, but being the finals MVP for three finals, I mean, for three different franchises has been known to work with less, being able to literally put people on his back and carry them, go through so many coaching changes, be a 16-time All-Star, 16-time All-NBA, four-time Finals MVP, four-time champion, six-time All-Defensive team. The list can go on and on and on again, but I think you can put him in that GOAT conversation. I mean, what do you, what do you, what do you say to that? <laughs> um of course you put him in that conversation. Um, and, and, and what come to my mind is, uh, it, they're like, they're like gatekeepers of the game, right? If you, we transpose this and we go into the mind of Trey, right. Um, <laughs> and, and, and go and going back to like Egyptian God cards, you know, you say you got Exodia, you got, um, damn, I can't even think of it. I can't, I can't, I'll find the other one soon, but you know, you so got, yeah, you, I'm just, 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 just in general, you know. What I'm oh, saying? Okay, you okay, have, okay, okay. You have, you have gatekeepers. But I was talking about Yu-Gi-Oh when I said Exodia, but okay. um, and then you had like the Red Dragon, then you had the uh, the Blue John too, which whatever what they wanted Yu-Gi-Oh. Yeah, but like the Dark Summon Skull needed all five pieces for that jump. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? You, you hip, you hip. I but love it. They're, they're like they're like the gatekeepers of the game, bro. And and when you put up just like you know, uh, this. Behind it is this wealth of basketball energy, knowledge, power, legacy. You know what I'm saying? But at the gates, you have Kobe Bryant, the god of discipline. You have Michael Jordan, the spirit of competition. You have LeBron James, you know, and, and his it, his story is not yet written. So I couldn't give him exactly a, you know, exactly a title just yet. But you have you have King James, who who is and you fill in the blank. You know, but 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 you're walking up, you know, you, you arrive on this planet that is the basketball planet and you're walking up, and you see them three and you're like, oh, my God. You know what I'm saying? And you have to say the code just to get into the into, into the wealth of knowledge and power and stuff like that. So it's just like they they sit there and they each hold their own kind of thing and, and they coexist in that matter. And like we we always see in, in these things, in these stories and these tales, anytime that these great things collapse. Collide or clash or compared, it's it's it's, and and I, and I say devastation, but I mean devastation in like in a beautiful way because it's that it's competition is you can go on for days and hours. It's it's infinity. You know what I'm saying? It's infinity in a way. And I'm getting deep, but it all ties back around. So 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 listeners, this is this is me on a daily basis. So if y'all ever want to just talk about some crazy, just DM me. But it, it it's infinity because you're 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 multiplying these things that don't end their legacies don't really cease when they stop playing because that's how good they were when they were playing you're multiplying them by each other and it just there's no end to the argument there's no end to to the comparison there's no end to anything so when you're saying oh well maybe he's greater he's greater he's greater it's hard to do because it's like pie. You know what I'm saying? You can divide it each and every way, but it's still 3.14, you know, whatever, whatever, whatever. You know what I'm saying? I'm on a roll, baby. Talk to me. <laughs> you still got to eat it regardless. You still got to eat it regardless. But but I, I say all that to say, yes, he submitted himself into greatness. I, I give it up to, to LeBron more so. And I go in just every time. 
It's because we've seen a lot of players, even Kobe and, and Michael, it's a system of checks and balances, balances if you give them all three, right? Mm-hmm. From 16 or 14, 15 on, he knew he was the guy. And, and how much pressure does it take not to fumble that? So, you know, Kobe was coming onto the scene, you know, but, but he, he told, he told us that he I had to kill this. So we had people he needed to be better than. There really has been nobody better than LeBron James since LeBron James popped on the scene. You know what I'm saying? Michael Jordan got cut from his from his basketball team in high school. They would never think about cutting LeBron James, the kid with the afro from Akron, Ohio. You know what I'm saying? So we haven't seen this. We haven't seen this that kept up this pressure that put the world on his back and did it and has been doing it not for freaking since 18 for 17 years. He's been doing it since like 15. You know what I'm saying? Like he's been on the cover of Sports Illustrated since that time. Like we haven't seen this and we'll realize that once the whole documentary is in place, I know Mike Jordan keeps putting out space gym every time uh, uh, LeBron wins or he keeps putting out, you know, the, uh, the documentary, the MJ, last the dance. last dance documentary, but we're going to see some LeBron stuff. And we're going to be like, yo, in comparison, we might, it might, it might change our mind a little bit. You know what I'm saying? We might change our mind a little bit, but just looking at that, bro. on top of that, he's not shying away from social justice issues. He has other forms of media right now, right here and now. He has his own shoe. It's like he, he he's multidimensional. He's multidimensional. And when you talk about King, when you talk about God, when you talk about presence, you think of something that's multidimensional that exists in so many different phases that it's hard to deny that it actually exists. And I'll stop there with LeBron James conversation, but the dude's doing the damn thing. So shout out to King James. <laughs> Facts, man. Facts. You spit nothing but facts. I wish I had a bomb. Do 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 do. Give it up for Trey Day XXLBK Trey Fires. We gotta get one of them. We'll get it. We'll get it. Yeah, I need to. I need to work on that. You know, say I was gonna try to find ways to improve, but someone made a little joke and was like, "Man, LeBron ain't gonna be the goat unless Space Jam two better than Space Jam one." And someone else said, and then someone else said, like, you know, towards the end of Space Jam, when LeBron, when Jordan's going for a dunk or whatever. He's like, yo, knowing LeBron, he's probably going to find an open man and give it to Bugs Bunny for the pass. <laughs> <laughs> On God. I was like, yo, your child's like, nah, he ain't going to go out like that. On God. But, um, damn. Yeah, man, you you pretty much uh, wrapped that up. That was great. So, even staying on LeBron, but a new topic with LeBron, you know, the average career span in the NBA is about four and a half years. And he's mm-hmm. about to go on to year 18, bruh. That's freaking You're ridiculous. 18. How long do you think he can stay in his prime? I had this conversation the other day. We were hooping. Um, I said I'd give him a year and a half to two more years of kind of the absolute get what he wants dominance. After that, he'll still be pretty dominant, but it'll it'll come to where he has he has to really, you know, give and take some things. And for me, being a being the analyst that I am, I saw it. I've seen it the past two years. You know, he, he still picks his battles. He's still not going stupid, stupid. He's not guarding, you know, the number one defender every single time, but he can't step up that defense whenever he needs to. He's that he's that smart. You know what I'm saying? If we had to we have to go into anything, it might be, you know, LeBron James, the the IQ guy, you know, the smartest. You know what I'm saying? We say Michael Jordan's the strongest. And we say, you know. Kobe Bryant's the god of, you know, discipline of war, whatever like that. If we, if we had to really come to a basis of that. But, you know, it's hard to outsmart him. It's like 
are Sherlock Holmes intelligence. And <laughs> when people play like – Ronda was saying it the other day. Ronda was like, yo, I know if I can play with a player like LeBron James, we win a few championships. So, mm-hmm. so yes, your body starts to, starts to go a little bit. But, again, going back to it, his frame, nothing we've ever seen. You know, stand, stand at 240, 250, 6'8", quick as, quick as the quickest guard, you know, strong as your post player. Um, and what does that look like when he's taking care of itself, when he's playing the point guard role, you know what I'm saying? When he's playing that Magic Johnson role, what does all that look like at, at year 35? We just seen it and he didn't like he lost his stuff. So again, two more years of dominance wouldn't surprise me. And, and that's saying he'll be 36 this year in December. You know what I'm saying? Capricorn season. He'll be 36. So we're saying in, well into 38, he's going to look very, very good as a basketball player. And somebody you would still play, start on your team, and give you a quality at least 18 buckets a game and probably nine assists. Or well, I don't say nine, probably six assists and, and a good seven or eight rebounds. Like, fuck. You know what I'm saying? So where is the fall off at? Again, I, I give I give him a year and a half of absolute dominance still, and I'll give him three years to where he might start considering, like, you know what, where, when is Bronny going to get here? You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm t- it's time for me to ride off into the sunset. Yeah, man. Um, there's very few players I've seen to play that great for that long. Obviously, you got, you know, Kareem, and then you had um, – Cristiano Ronaldo in soccer, Lionel Messi in soccer, Tom Brady right now mm-hmm, um, as mm-hmm. well, too. But Drew Brees. I mean, Drew Brees. Um, but, man, with LeBron, it's like he's probably one of the – he's probably the only player that's actually invested, you know, what, a million dollars into his body each and every single year. Mm-hmm. Um, he just, just, he just may be that rare case where as long as he don't get no major injury, not going – Naga Wood Todd Infinity. I think he's gonna be it's looking like the best player in the league for two more seasons. That's so what I'm obviously, saying. Yeah, so obviously, like, yeah, so I agree with you. Two more seasons. And then probably by year three, he's gonna be like, yo, A D, this Go your ahead. team. I'm about to be a free agent. I might take the Tim Duncan or the Dirk Nowinski route not really get paid that much. I'm getting all this money from endorsements and whatnot. Hell yeah. So let's bring in another star or two. And he's still going to be that starter, but he's just not going to put up that much numbers because he knows that why why work hard when I'm going to work smarter. And then the playoffs, we may see glimpses, but I can see him being the best player for about two more seasons, which is which is ridiculous as well, too. Yeah. So honestly, it's on him. And obviously, a little, a little luck plays a little favor in that as well, too, with injuries and whatnot. But, and, and think about it, right? So, if we're on the timeline, which we haven't heard a whole, whole lot, but Adam Silver wants to get the league started back up in at least February, you know what I'm saying? So, we're on the same timeline. And say the next season, for COVID reasons, ends right around here again. I don't see any fall off, bro. I don't. I don't. This is a great time to incubate. Everybody has the holidays to themselves. You know what I'm saying? It, it, you know, it's it's prime time to get your body right. You know, whether it be bulking season, whether it be cutting season, you're cutting right back. And however they decide to deliberate it, I think there will be a little bit different regulations on COVID and stuff like that. 
it, it, it just seems like it kind of is going to run together for the season. And then, you know, I think the most anticipated thing would be when they're back. And I won't say full full swing because we don't we not we don't know what it's actually going to look like. But yeah. when it, it it resembles a little bit what the past looks like, the past looks like, and they are going to these different places that might not just be predestined sites, or they might be playing at their arenas and stuff like that. And we see a thirty eight year old LeBron James putting up freaking numbers, and, and you know the media will double that back down on that. It's like, oh well, can he do it here and this and then this environment? It's like, yo. He's not gonna have anything to prove other than he can't do it. You know what I'm saying? He's not gonna have anything else to prove. We already gave him, we, me, and you were giving him his respect, and it's just gonna be very a, a, a joy ride to see that. You know, at 38, when something will look how it looks in 2022, like it's gonna be very interesting. So. Yeah, for sure, man. I can't wait until he rises up into the sunset, hopefully on his own terms, and um, yeah. comes up with his documentary, comes up with his book, because I'm very, very curious to see, with that million dollars you spent on your body, what exactly were you doing? And then two, there's been a couple games in his career, more so than that, when he falls to the ground, and you think, like, damn, is this yeah. the time? Yeah, he pops right back up. He pops right back up. So I want to see, like, I want to hear from him what injuries did you battle through? But because you're such a warrior, you're just like, nah, I'm not going to use that as an excuse or anything. You know what I'm saying? So I'm really interested to see what happens, which leads me to my next topic. Obviously, he has four rings right now. When it's all said and done, um, and and like you said, me, you agreed that he has probably about two more years or like you said, a season and a half of him being the best player, being this dominant or being the number one option or whatnot, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. How many more championships do you think he can actually win? Um, with the market he's in, I think I think he'll he'll round he'll round out at five, only because I think the, the storyline is going to be, oh, the Lakers might just go for a three peak. That's gonna you know it's gonna be another Lakers three peak, and they might get stopped in their tracks. And like again, that year twenty twenty two twenty three kind of season. Um, and, and it'll, it'll, it'll kind of look like that. I think they'll make the right plays. I think they have some some bargaining chips where they can get some players in there that might make it a little bit easier for them. Uh, and, you know, I think they were pretty dominant in this year's playoffs, but it could be even different when, when they get a few pieces in there. And I think they'll be, you know, it, it will be like you said, hey, I'm going to start a step back. I'm going to take this pay cut. So, yo, come over here, whatever like that. I think – they're in range to get anybody they really want, you know, definitely a player that's fed up, a player that might have claimed loyalty to his team over and over again, but might just be fed up with it. And, you know, could be, could be a, a, an elite guard in the league. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, 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 leave, I'll leave it at that, <laughs> you know, but yeah. But so, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think you know. he can, Dame time. Um, I yeah. think <laughs> I think he can definitely win one or two more. Not to say that he will, but I say at, five. Looking at history, if he doesn't get hurt, he goes to the finals in his prime. So, yeah. as long as AD, AD might be the wild card though, because AD look like he be getting knick knack bruises, but he's able to yeah. play through that pain. So I'm a little nervous that it might catch up with him one day. But at the end of the day, injuries are part of the game. Injuries can happen to anybody. But and I think AD I, mm-hmm. is just soaking up LeBron. I think LeBron's going to, like, really just put AD in a chokehold on, like, yo, listen to me. 
and AD, AD might start spending a million dollars. LeBron might spend a million dollars on AD's body. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, For his yeah, legacy. I, no, I can actually definitely see that as well, too. Um, moving gears, man, you know, we've seen LeBron play with a good amount of um, number one options, you know, from, you know, AD obviously being from a talent perspective, one of the best bigs to ever do it. Um, really coming in with no ego. Um, with D Wade, obviously, his 06 historic finals run being, you know, when you think of Miami Heat, you think of Wade County, um, only really having two seasons um, of his prime to play with LeBron and obviously the knees and the, the knee injuries picked up. And mm-hmm. they were still able to go to forward finals appearances. And then Kyrie being one of the most creative geniuses known on this earth. Um, being one of the best skill, skill best skilled scorers of all time, having that mama mentality. Out of all those three players, and you can include Kevin Love, and you can include Chris Bosh as well too. Um, who do you think is LeBron's best partner in crime? Um, from an all around standpoint, I think it's AD. You know, he you can plug him into so many different roles and easy set like that. I think LeBron, Dwayne Wade being the the, the third. Best two guard of all time, you know what I'm saying? That, and and probably the best two guard of his era, because um, eh, I, I will I won't honestly put him in Kobe's era, but their eras kind of overlapped because Kobe's above him in that. Then it would be it'd be for me it would be like MJ Kobe, then Dwayne Wade, and then you know whoever else falls into that category after that. But mm-hmm. you know Dwayne Wade was the top of his game, uh, the best of his game. Despite you know Kobe kind of playing at the same time, uh, but AD is just Swiss Army knife with so many things. You know, he can shoot the rock like what like we saw in the Denver series. He hit that big shot, um, those rebounds. No, it, it seemed unfair because nobody was really messing with him around the rim. It seemed too easy. Just like when Rondo drove that one time, AD was at the freaking like he was coming in. He was like free the line extended, and this is a is a good amount of distance from the free line extended to the basket. It's a good long two steps, but literally Rondo was under the basket, flicked it back to AD. He was still free line extended. He took like one just step with one leg and slammed the ball. It's like, who's doing that? You know what I'm saying? Dwayne Wade was doing some crazy stuff, baseline, dunking on people and stuff like that, but you can't you can't make up for that, you know. People that are guard, that are guarding that kind of stuff, it takes so much out of you. Him being seven foot tall and playing like that, if LeBron ever has to see KD again in a matchup, you know, it, of, of substantial, you know, say it's the finals or say the NBA redoes the uh, the playoffs, you know, the seeding and stuff like that. If he has to, if he ever has to see KD again, AD is a good, you know, cancel out for KD. You know, so it's like, yeah, you got to give you got to give it up to that dude, bro. Like he's the best player that LeBron's played across and from all around standpoint. From a skill and talent perspective, I'm going to go with Anthony Davis, obviously, and there's no need to, you know, say everything that you said. But from a holistic standpoint, I'm going to go with D. Wade just because D. Wade was already a champion when LeBron James got there. D Wade kind of taught him the ropes, how to get that dog mentality, um, how to have that championship DNA, how to 
strive for excellence each and every single night, how to develop that strong work ethic as well, too. And the fact that they won the four finals appearances and have two championships, um, I'm going to give it to D-Way. And then also, I think what LeBron learned from D-Way that first year when they lost with Dallas going into next year, yo, let's put our egos aside and I'm going to empower you. Oh, yeah. And that's one of the reasons why LeBron and AD were able to work out so well, because obviously LeBron, you know, we know what comes with LeBron, but he was able to say, hey, yo, I'm going to empower you. You're going to be the number one option on our team. There's not, there's not, there's not going to be no ego. And I think he picked up all those things from D-Way as well, too. So that's one of the reasons why I would pick D-Way for now. Um, and then if they're able to repeat again, I'm going to definitely, you know, go with Anthony Davis, um, which leads me to my next topic as well. With everything that's been going on, and we, and we know that teams are going to, um, you know, kind of take a step back and try to model their game after the winning formula, which they always do, mm-hmm. yes or no, um, and just why in about, you know, 30 seconds or less, do you see the Lakers being favorites next year to win the championship? Yes. And why is that? Um, all the, all the things we literally just talked about, honestly, you know what I'm saying? Like, like I'm not, I'm not, I'm not gonna waste your time, on people. So yeah. everything yeah. we just talked about. Yeah, LeBron being in his prime, eighty, knowing what it takes to win now. Um, if they can retain Rondo and move a couple pieces around, I, and I see them moving some pieces around. Like yeah. a, a few of them guys. Um, Definitely showed that they have some value, and I think I think one big guy that uh, probably just needs his own space to grow and is a good bargaining piece is probably gonna be Kyle Kuzma. I think he needs space on another team to grow, and he's probably gonna do crazy numbers, but I'm not sure if he's really matching up with you know what the Lakers need. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was good in the series, and you know he was good all playoffs long. He's been he's been pretty decent, but you know, uh, but. I think he just needs that space, kind of like Brandon Egram in a way, and they need to get somebody in there that maybe has more of a set role and also can on on defense, uh, kind of another stretch man that can come off the bench and, and do the same kind of things. So, yeah, I, think, I mean I, they have yeah. yeah they have three assets right now, like you said, Kyle Kuzma's young, and like you said, if he has a defined role and he can go on a team where he can be. Uh, number one or number two, I think he would thrive as well, too. We yeah. saw early on his first two years, the numbers he put up as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and then KCP, you know, he revamped. He, he looks good now. So any any team who's looking for that two guard that can be a three and D knockdown shooter, oh, championship yeah. DNA, you got him. And then obviously Danny Green had an up and down uh, playoff run slash playoff run. But I think yeah. he's still one of those pieces where you're like, all right, we're going all in. Um, I think he could be that 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 last missing piece that we need as well too. So there's no doubt in my mind um, that they won't you know potentially be favorites and and get back to the finals and win another championship as well too. You feel like to Avery Bradley team. still? I'm sorry, keep going. Yeah, I forgot about Avery Bradley. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. Now it's just like obviously like we we know why you you know didn't want to come to the bubble. Uh, one of it because of social justice, another one because of the health of um, your son. But it's just like. Damn, like I know he get that ring, but in my in my mind, I'm like, yo, I don't even. It's not really my ring, you know what I'm saying? He won't. If you're Demarcus Cousins, you take the ring. If you're Deion Waiters, you take the ring. 
I'll take it, but I ain't gonna like you know stunt with it or whatnot. I'm gonna have it just to have it. But like to me, I didn't really. I, I won't in the trenches with them as well too. So it's always gonna. I'm always gonna have a different feeling towards it, a different yeah. view towards it as well too. Um, which leads me to my next topic. We, we can briefly talk about what does this mean? And it was so it was so amazing to watch Rajon Rondo be the only player to win for the two most historic franchises and mm-hmm. you know Dwight being you know baby Shaq back in the day Superman uh to go through all this adversity and injuries and being a social media uh news outlet for the wrong reasons for him to finally come back and put his pride aside you know win a championship what does this mean for Dwight and, and Ray John Rondo's legacy uh it digs them up definitely uh clear hall of fame status for both of them uh, simple as that for me, you know. Yeah, for real, for real, man. I I, I was happy, man, seeing Dwight get emotional. Um, and then he's been through him, a year, bro. He's been through like a, a a crazy year. Like even like with his son, like you saw the headlines with his son, how his son, and you know, was saying like, "Yo, I lost my mom," whatever, like that. And and uh, Ray John Rondo has been pretty solid across the bases. We don't know, you know, what kind of happens in his personal life as much. We we've seen Dwight kind of be in the media a little bit more, but. For two guys that have been journeymen as of lately, um, that have faced adversity, um, and just comes down to being a human, being a hooper, um, doing what you love to do. Dwight being one of the best IQ big men that the games has ever seen, as well as athletic and stuff like that. Rajon Rondo being one of the most the big, highest IQ guards we've ever seen and, and still doing it when it looked like, you know, he wasn't really trying to do it. But I've listened to multiple interviews with Rajon Rondo where he's like, yo, some nights, you know, your body's just not letting you do certain things, but I'm going to beat them via IQ. So so it's a, it's a real, real, real uh, blessing to see stuff like that, you know, them overcome those challenges, Dwight and his family, uh, God bless them. Um, you know, and even Ashadi, who's – beautiful you know and then and seeing Ray John Rondo and his son drink drinking that cider you know allegedly for all intents and purposes um and uh respect 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 is due you know what I'm saying so nah um I'm gonna have to agree with you with that one as well too and people are people don't realize like this this Lakers team was pretty old like we said yeah. LeBron was year 17 Danny Green been in the league for quite some time now what is this Rondo's what nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fifteenth season? This is year fifteen for him, and I think Dwight came a year after Bron, so this is year sixteen for him. So for them to be pivotal pieces in their championship success, I mean, what more can you ask for, right? Yeah, yeah. Cool. Savvy vets. Moving on from that. Yes and no. What's <laughs> up? Do you think that when LeBron James got back home, he gave that? Ass whipping to Bron Jr., baby Bron, Bronny Jr. Man, you know what happened. Bron <laughs> walked in that joint. He was like, Yo, Bronny, where's the freaking weed at? You know what I'm saying? Bronny was like, Yo, it's over here. And he's like, All right, roll up. <laughs> I'm the champion. I'm the champion. <laughs> right. He probably, they probably, they probably both got sh- together, bro. And he probably, and Brian probably got him super duper stoned. He's like, "Yo, you see this? Don't ever do that again. <laughs> don't exactly. Don't yeah, ever do that again." He's like, "Yeah, that's yes, what yes. I do. That's yeah. what I do. He's like, don't ever do it on camera. You know what I'm saying? We got a brand to protect. I'm trying to get you paid. Your mama paid. Your, your freaking uh 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 
what's the what's the baby's name? The, the daughter got a freaking house in the back of the oh, house. Zuri? She's so yeah, Zuri. Is there got a house in the back of the house? And 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 and, and mark my words, mark my words, Bryce Maximus is gonna be is gonna be the, the best hooper out of all of them. Yeah, yeah. We'll see. He hoops though. He hoops a lot. He he does hoop. He hoops. How, how if if, if he, he continues basketball, if he continues basketball, he has the same freaking frame that LeBron has, bro. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bryce is. If Bryce was like sixteen, Bryce was sixteen. Bryce yeah. is probably like probably 12, 13, 12, 13. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That, that would be dope if he goes. He to has LeBron's too. frame. He has LeBron's yeah. frame. Uh, I think, you know, Bronny's like a little bit of a hybrid, and he still hasn't grown into his body. But I think that 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 the frame and the knowledge, you know, that the younger brother sibling uh, syndrome is real, bro. You, you yeah. blink and then boom, he right in your face, and he's damn good. So uh, mm-hmm. that's just my prediction. Hot take, whatever. Hot take. Hot take. Hot take. Cool. Man, um, the Heat had such a, a good run, man. Like we said, no one really expected them to be here. Um, but they 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 knew they 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 had everything they needed to get there as well, too. Um, mm-hmm. so I think they're gonna start to improve moving forward, but um they have a couple things to work on. Um, you know, Bam kind of proved that I mean, this was his first year making this run as well as Tyler Hero being a rookie. Um, you know, basically Duncan Robinson being a rookie. I think last year he played under 15 games, and uh, Kendrick Nunn, you know, who was a starter all year, kind of got tossed back into the fire when um, going Dragic went out as well too. But we learned a couple things. First and foremost, if Bam wants to be great, he's gonna also have to expand his range because there was a lot of times when they were able to sag off off of him. Um, didn't impact the paint. He just didn't want to shoot the ball. Um, so I think that's going to add something uh, to him as well. Tyler Hero, I like him. Um, honestly, you just need experience. So I think moving yeah. forward, we're going to see another leap from him as well too, but he can work a little bit more on decision-making um, and knowing when to, when to utilize his strength and athleticism and really, like you said, honing on your IQ. Um, with Jimmy, I think Jimmy just going to continue to be that leader that he is. Um, oh, yeah. now, uh, you know, knowing when to turn that switch on and off when his team needs him um, within the flow of the game, not until, you know, you lost. All right, this is what I have to do. You, you just have to know what to do. Um, and then Duncan Robinson, um, I, he kind of reminded me of, uh, of a white Reggie Miller when I saw him play, especially when okay. he was stupid game, uh, game five. So I think with him now it's just, playing giving more effort and trying to become okay. a little stronger and playing a little bit more defense and kind of being a threat in a sense where you can give that pump fake and you can go to the basket as well to okay. be more so of an offensive threat i think if they do all those things um and maybe get a piece or two i think they can go right back to the finals to be honest what do you think um i agree i don't think that their front office is going to sleep they'll try to find a way to make the team better um, you know, they have some pieces where they can say they can interchange them, stuff like that. They have probably some cap space where they'll, you know, people like Udonis Haslam, and that's that's probably not the craziest cap, you know, craziest uh monetary value, but you know, they they can still say, hey, you know, we're gonna take you off the player payroll and put you in a coaching uh, you know, role and stuff like that. And uh, who knows if, if Iggy's gonna continue, he looks good, but. You know, if we, if we can get another player for him, maybe uh, just just different things like that. You know, I don't think anything. I don't think you can replace Iggy's 
defense just like that, but at the same time, he's an older player. We can see what we can get. I think Pat Riley's not going to sleep. Only Eric Spoelstra is going to sleep, and whoever else the you know the GM is, the management is. I think they're going to keep running because that's what the Heat do. You know, they're they're always feisty, and they got this person, the person of Jimmy Butler. They can get people that are, can come in there and fall in line. The sky's the limit. You're right about that. You're right about that. Um, the Rockets have a coaching vacancy in the New Orleans, New Orleans Hornets or Pelicans. I'm so sorry. I have a coaching vacancy as well. Obviously, um, Dan Tony parted ways and uh, Alvin Gentry got fired as well, too. So reports are coming out. They're saying with the Rockets, they may get Jeff Van Gundy, um, one of the commentators uh, for the NBA Finals, obviously, with Mark Jackson. And then his brother, and Ty Lu are going neck and neck right now for the coaching vacancy in New Orleans. Um, who do you think should get those jobs? And then um, if you agree with whatever, do you think they're good fits? I could see maybe Van Gundy getting it. Which one? Uh, bro- which, which brother? Uh, so Stan, so, so Jeff is the one that coached, I believe, T-Mac and Yao. Um, and Stan was the one who obviously had the success with uh, Orlando back in the day. And then um, he was uh, a choice coach for a little bit as well. And then I think he was under Pat Riley as well, too, with Miami. Uh, um, uh, maybe, maybe, maybe him because of the, the, the bigger legacy. But I, we keep hearing um, you say Jeff was the one that coached T Mac and them like that back in the day. Yeah, Jeff and Gunny coached T Mac back in the day with the Rockets. We keep hearing rumors of that, man, and I don't think the rumors are are any are too far off from what actually could happen. You know, I think he is has has a serious push. Um, he probably more than anything management. He can probably get some some uh, some good guys around him and around his team that could really coach these guys the heck up. And I think his name comes with some clout. So I think the two Van Gundys have a, have a really good chance. Not not anything against Ty Lue. But it's a juggernaut of a resume when it comes to them. And, you know, and that's hard to say with Talu being a, a, a champion of, of the NBA and coaching with players like LeBron James and so on and so forth. And even just coming from the Clippers where he coached a, a, a plethora of players that were really good. But I think we keep hearing the, the Van Gundy name for a reason. That's, that's, yeah, all, that's all. For sure. And I didn't even know um, before uh, Jeff Van Gundy – you know, left Houston with T-Mac era, he actually coached the Knicks. He was actually the Knicks coach when they played up against the Spurs in the championship, and he was Eastern mm-hmm. Conference champion. So he got some – he got some uh, – he got some some cachet for sure. Uh, so, I mean, honestly, I mean, like, they've had Mike Dan- D'Antoni already, so I think it's time to get back to a traditional style of basketball. Um yeah. And because that small ball line, it won't work. But it's not only going to come down to coaching with the Rockets. You're also going to have to make some moves as well, too. Um, yeah. So we'll see what happens. If they can make those moves, um, I think they'll have a shot at, at playing well. How old is James Harden? Uh, James Harden, what, 30, maybe 31. So, I mean, he's still in his prime. And the way he plays, he can play, probably play like that till he, like, LeBron's age right now, to be honest with you. So, sure. Um, like that, you could probably play till like – Shoot, 37, 38, keep us that. We've yeah. seen Joe Johnson go crazy. Speaking of Joe Johnson, he was, he was on social media uh, today and yesterday looking like he Look wanted good. to come to the NBA and get that last check. I feel him on that one. He looked good. He looked good. <laughs> yeah, but the last thing I want to talk about, I don't know if you were able to, you may just do it on the fly. Um, 
season just ended. Obviously, we have to take into consideration what moves are going to be made in the free agency, what players are going to get drafted, uh, what players are going to get traded, coaching, yada, yada, yada. Is it going to be in the bubble again? Are we just going to kind of take it like the NBA and have a, uh, a more traditional approach with the games being played? Um, top 10 rankings as far as uh, being able to obtain the championship and whatnot. So my top 10, and number one, I had the Los Angeles Lakers because they have LeBron James. They have Anthony Davis. There's really nothing else to say as well. LeBron's still the best in AD. Like I said, learn how to win. Um, and it's probably the best teammate LeBron's ever had. So I'm going to go with them. Number two, I'm going to go with the Denver Nuggets because they surprised us all. Um, and I think when you have Murray kind of learning – um, what it takes to get the job done, Jokic emerging, Michael Porter Jr. improving, Bobo getting a little bit better. I think they're the team to be reckoned with. Mm -hmm. Number three, I got the Nets. Now I'm banking on Kyrie being fully healthy. I'm banking on KD being back to KD's way with That's the team that they have and Steve Nash being that that uh, former two-time MVP. Um, I think it's going to kind of be like a Miami Heat scenario in the 2010-11 season where – you know, they have a little rift and then they go off and just take off and win 20 straight games. And um, if okay. them two are good to go, put their egos aside. And after them, they establish their, their roles. Their roles are defined. I think with the East still being wide open, they're a threat. Okay. Number four, I got the Golden State Warriors. I mean, we kind of always forget about the two light-skinned brothers over in the Bay Area, uh, the babyface assassin, Ray <laughs> Thompson, that swish as well, too, Army Knife with Draymond Green. Um, they're kind of like the Spurs. When you have your big three intact and you always move pieces around and you're healthy, you'll find a way to get back to where you are. So with the addition of Andrew Wiggins, them having a number two pick um, and, and – their players being injured from last season, getting these young players to develop and kind of see what it takes. Um, I think they have everything they need. All they're missing is a big, but the way things are looking, um, we'll see what happens with that. Okay. I got that Miami Heat. Just came off a championship run. Like I said, Miami Heat, Coach Spo, that whole organization, they came out and said that they challenged <laughs> their players Obviously, they have defined roles, but they still challenge their players every single season to improve in a weak area. So if Duncan Robinson can improve, if Kendrick Nunn can improve, if Goran Dragic can stay healthy, if Bam can improve, if Tyler Hero can improve, with that championship DNA that they have now, or championship aspirations, rather, I think they'll put themselves in a good position as well. Number six, okay. and I know you're shocked. Clippers are all the way at number six on my list, right? Mm. They got my favorite player. They got PG, but they did lose Doc Rivers. Montrez Hill is going to be a free agent. Paul George still hasn't proven that he has what it takes to be that number two option. Um, and I think they just, they're just going to be going through a lot of changes as well, too. But I think once we finally see their moves that they need to be made, um, and like I said, if Kawhi can take that next leap, then I mm -hmm. think they'll have, um, you know, They'll, they'll put themselves in a position to, you know, to, to compete for a title. Number seven, I got Boston. Um, Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown have finally reached stardom. They have arrived now. I like their coach. I like their team. All they need to do is add some size because we saw with Tice, you're really not going to get nothing like that. Bam was able to exploit that, and he, you can argue he was the best player in that, in that series other than Jason Tatum as well, too. Kemba was injured as well. A lot of people – 
didn't realize he was battling knee issues. So fully healthy. Um, I think Boston can get there as well, too. Um, number eight, I got Toronto. The Toronto Raptors. Never count them mm-hmm. out. They're going to continue to improve. Um, I think this was the first year that Fred Van Fleet and the first year that Pascal Siakam were able to get more shots up with Kawhi leaving. But this was the first time that Pascal Siakam was able to be a number one option. And kind of like how those hybrid point forwards are, they rely so much on their athleticism and playmaking ability that we the half court stuff. that they, they, they need to work on the half court set. Um, he needs to work on his jump shot. And I feel like if looking at his trajectory, if Pascal Siakam, which he has every single year, improves, I think he's going to become more of a complete player. And I think he's going to be that person, that guy to get them over the hump. Number nine, I got Luca. I got the Mavs. Um, Luca is one of those generational talents that I think is next up when Bron leaves. I think we're going to see it, uh, another hybrid like that. I mean, you can argue if Porzingis never messes up his knee, they probably beat the Clippers and they could potentially go back and forth with the Nuggets and go to the conference finals. And that's a pretty good matchup. You got a baby Bron and a hybrid, like a, like a Dirk type of player matching up with AD and and Bron. Um, I think Luca just needed a little taste of what it felt like to play in the playoffs. And I yeah. think he's gonna and I think he's gonna roll from there. Now the biggest what if is they still need some moving pieces and we gotta kinda have to see how Porzingis pans out. You know, he's had a he tore his ACL last season, missed what, eighteen months or so. And then this mm-hmm. year he tore his meniscus. So we'll see what happens with him. If he's fully healthy and he's good to go, they have a shot. They have a shot. Number ten can't count out James Harden and Russell Westbrook. Um, mm. I just think two MVPs still in the prime. They have something to prove. They went out pretty bad, but I think uh, they, if they get a new coach, move a couple pieces around, um, and Russell Westbrook is able to get back and at least into his threat where he's a mid-range threat, um, I think they'll have what it takes to get back there. Um, now, we can stop here, but do, do you have your top ten list, or are we, are we set, or are you pretty, you pretty good with my I- I do. It's going to breed controversy, though. Okay. Uh, here we go. So, I got Lakers, number one. I got Nuggets, number two. I don't think there'll be too too much of a fall-off. Uh, then I have Toronto making some big moves in number three. Uh, number three, wow. just 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 the matchup problems. The, the, not match, I say matchup problems, but really the, the defensive identity of that team. And under, like, Nick Nurse is going to be pretty good. Clippers at four, so I'm not, you know, shitting on y'all too much. Uh, (laughs) Have the the Heat at five, which, honestly, if we're being real, Heat should be a little bit higher. And that's, you know, it's taking some respect away from it. So if the Heat here does, you know, you have have every right to be mad. You know, it's just how it can fell. I got Boston at six. Blazers at seven. Blazers. Ooh, fuck. Yep, yep. Warriors at eight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Warriors at eight. Coming in, um, if they can get that together, um, I got the Nets at nine, barring a healthy Kyrie and KD relationship. I said Nets, right? Cool, yeah. cool, cool. Uh, who did I take out of there? Um, and then number ten, I have Milwaukee. Oh shoot! <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, wow, yeah. Best, yeah, right. Yeah, I didn't put Milwaukee there just because, like I said, 
we already had this conversation. I go on and on and on about it. Y'all probably get tired of it. Small markets not being able to thrive. And I just feel like, I mean, obviously the front office told Giannis, like, yo, we're going to do everything in our power to compete for a title. I just don't see a player that they're looking for to get them over the hump when the East is just getting better and better as well. And I think that Giannis maybe in the season start. Interesting. Maybe in Toronto by the season start. Maybe in Interesting. Miami by the season start. So we don't really know, man. So that would be a crazy out. move for Miami. That would be a crazy freaking move. And I think so too. Um, I would trade. I love Bam. Like he's one of those players where you know he's destined to be great. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But if you can get Giannis and do a sign and trade, and maybe get rid of Tyler Hero with Bam with a with a draft pick for Giannis, I think that's tough, and I think that's a win-win. Okay. Um, my two predictions from my list, um, and again, round up, coming on a stretch of my list, I have Boston at six, Blazers at seven, Warriors at eight, Nets at nine, and I said the Nets at ten. No, we're not. No, no. Bucks at ten. You said Bucks at ten. I said I said Bucks at ten, but this is barring that there is an unhealthy Christoph Porzingis because I don't I think Christoph Porzingis is very injury prone so I don't know if we're going to see a very healthy Christoph Porzingis coming down these next few years and also we have a Doc Rivers coach 76ers team that will probably look very good Let's see what happens they're going to look very good it's like when you when you dating oh she bad ah. you, you just dated because she bad and then when you actually get to real when you actually get to like see her below the surface of you like yo like oh my god you gosh. really don't mesh like that like it's gonna look oh good on paper gosh. but there's gonna be some problems I just feel like with Doc like I love Doc Rivers don't get me wrong but <laughs> looking at his track record looking how the East is getting better and we're taking into a fact if they're gonna take that next leap Ben Simmons is gonna have to up his game which he yeah. keeps telling us he will and he hasn't. So maybe this is the time where he finally gets hit on the head and does it. I just see them going to the second round, getting bounced out again, blowing a yeah. Could you Could you see the Lakers trying to jockey for some of their for their bench players and getting Kuzma over there and stuff like that? <laughs> for who? Tobias? I mean, they got a Tobias over there. They got, you know, players like, like Mike Scott that, that can shoot the rock on the outside. Maybe not a great defender, but I don't know. Just I mean, I just put wanted. it this way. LeBron is LeBron and AD are so great. Like, you can put any – Surround him. For real, for yeah. real. And, I think and Tobias yeah. would go crazy in LA. I mean, he did with the, the Clippers, but – I mean, we're going to see, see, see a career year again. I mean, he had a career year with in the Clippers, so – there's no doubt in my mind. Third year into this, t- third year uh, with the Sixers, the second and a half year with the with the with the uh, Sixers, he's gonna have a breakout year as well too. But yeah, any any last words for episode ninety four, man? Uh, nah, y'all be safe, man. Definitely out in RVA, man. So many crazy things happening, bro. Uh, there was rumors, uh, not rumors, but there was at the time when there was the murder capital, um, and. There's been like 50 deaths with like shootings and stuff like that within this year already. So I urge you to be safe. I urge you to move with caution. I urge you to, um, you know, take care of yourself and everything like that. So safety first. Um, reach out to us. You know, we're always big on interaction, man. If you ever want to talk, kick it about something like that, we'll reply to your comments and stuff like that. We love the fans, man. So just appreciate y'all. Everybody stay safe. Yes, sir. Everybody stay safe. No need to elaborate on that, uh, ladies and gentlemen. That was episode 94 of the season show with Sir Season Trade Day XXIV. Make sure to subscribe, rate, comment, share, and spread the love. We out. Peace.